What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. Super excited because I have a really good friend who is just an absolute boss coming on today. I want to welcome Chad Morgan. Chad, what's up, dude? Hi, guys. This is the best day of my entire life. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> That's the best intro, honestly. The best intro ever. Um, I love it. I think it's cool because me and Chad are both kind of like low-key five-year-olds. So this is going to be like a fun, bouncy podcast, and you guys are still going to get lots of value out of it. So um, Absolutely. cool. Let's dive in, Chad. Tell the people, uh, tell the people who you are. What's your what's Yeah, your... My, my name's Chad. Like Kendall said, I just fuck around all the time. That's literally what I do. Uh, I, I think there's no set definition to who I am, what I do anymore, but I do fitness coaching. I do fitness coaching. I like helping people. Uh, I think that's the premise of all of it. I just want to help people and evolve my skills as, as a human, as a leader, as a, as a friend, um, and see where that really takes me. But I own currently Beyond Built Training. Uh, that is my current coaching business. And that is the only business that I have um, as of right now. And I'm really looking to evolve this brand over time. I feel like it's something that it's really just brand new to me. I'm still brand new to this game, I feel like, and there's still so much more for me to learn. So that's where I put a lot of my time and energy and my investment. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And now I live in San Diego, California. Uh, <laughs> from Omaha to Houston and now in San Diego and just trying to just trying to make a difference in the world. That's, that's a little bit about me. Thank you, Chad. Thank you so much, dude. Well, I also just want to hype you up for a split second here because I got the opportunity to also uh, interview far a while back and then make a YouTube video with you guys. And if you guys didn't check out that YouTube video, I'll link it down in the show notes below. But Chad is a phenom um, and just an incredible business owner. You guys have cultivated such an awesome community. You guys have such an awesome vision. Um, and I think uh, it's something that more coaches, I I feel like could be exposed to that would get so much value out of it. So yeah, Chad, I definitely today want to talk a little more about just like your background, what got you into bodybuilding and coaching and just talk a little more about the vision, because I think that's one of the big things a lot of coaches take their direction off of when they're building their business and just in general, right? Like for life as well. It's like a lot of people don't focus on that vision. They focus on the past or even, you know, the here and now. And uh, yeah, something I think that you do really well. So talk to us a little bit about where your story started. Like what got you into bodybuilding? What got you into fitness? Yeah, of course. I love this question because, and I, I love the fact that we're wanting to go into vision as well, because for me, my entire story is essentially what leads straight into the vision. The only reason I have this vision is because of the story that I have wrote and continue to write each day. So for me, like, I, let's start basically from just when I was really young um, in high school. A lot of my life, I tried to live up to my father's standards. Um, he's currently like such an inspiration to me, but we didn't have the best relationship when I was growing up. I was super stubborn. I was hard headed. We didn't get along very well. <clears throat> and he had these high expectations for me, which I always failed to meet. And at some point it got to the point, it was like, okay, I'm failing to meet these standards. And now I'm just going to resent my father. <laughs> and but deep down, like I still wanted to prove something to him. I still wanted to make him proud. And through high school, I was playing basketball. I was playing baseball. My dad wasn't all that into sports. Sports was kind of like the only thing I really had at that point. I got cut from my basketball team going into junior year, which absolutely sucked because that was the thing I was really most passionate about in my life. Uh, I had baseball, fortunately, and after getting cut from basketball, I just rode bench pretty much all of senior year through baseball. I was on, I was the only junior that was on JV for baseball. 
out of my entire class, all my other juniors that were friends of mine were on varsity. So I feel like after losing basketball, I kind of just kind of lost a lot of confidence in myself, which portrayed even in my sports. Now, I was still a really hard worker, which I, I truthfully believe, which is why they kept me on the roster. I think with, when it came to training and conditioning things, I always had an inner competitive edge to just try to outwork everybody. <laughs> and I very much had fun with that because I came to the conclusion that I didn't have the skills to play as well as my teammates, but I had the intensity and the work ethic to work really, really hard off of the field during conditioning and training. And that's where I actually saw myself as a leader for them um, in the training and conditioning side of things. And so that's where I really strived um, in sports. And for me coming after that, uh, I, at that point, I really wasn't doing anything for me after I lost sports after high school. And I played the game of comparing myself to all my other teammates. I'm like, why am I not good enough as them? Why am I not as strong as them? I was always the smallest. I was always the skinniest on my team. I literally wore the number one jersey for both basketball and baseball because it was the smallest jersey to hand it out. <laughs> and even though I was six foot tall, so it was still pretty tall, but I was just really, really slim. So moving into college, I, I found it as a fresh start for me. Um, you know, there was a lot of confidence issues all through all through high school. And I found college is kind of that fresh start. And I was like, hey, now that I'm not doing sports, like, why don't I just invest my, my time into training? Why don't I invest my time into bodybuilding and try to find a way through this? And in a short amount of time, I put on 20 pounds over the course of the summer, which was pretty significant. And I ended up hitting my goal weight. I think I went from like one, actually it's about 15 pounds, from 160 to 175 over the course of the summer. And after that, I was like, okay, well, this is really cool. I had a training partner, luckily from high school, who I didn't keep up with me. And so he kind of fell off and I kept going. Um, but throughout that process, I was like, I love this. Like, I genuinely love being able to compete with myself now. I've always had this competitive nature, even when I was playing pickup basketball with my neighbors. Like, I, hate, I hated losing. I was a sore loser, 1,000%. <laughs> but at the same time, I just wanted to win so bad. And I found that edge back in bodybuilding. Now, I never thought I was going to compete. I never thought I was going to do anything like that. But through the years, I had friends, I had family members, I had roommates say, hey, like what you're doing is clearly working for you. Like, what is it? Can you help me out? And this is where I pulled up Microsoft Word documents in my college dorm room. And I typed up macro plans and I typed up, you know, training plans for people and just sent it to them. And they adhered and they created transformations. I'm like, oh, well, this is even cooler. Now I can help people. Up to that point, I never felt like I had purpose or meaning. I never felt like I could actually help somebody. My route was like, I'm going to be a financial advisor to prove something to my dad. I'm going to be the first son of his to graduate college to prove something to both of my parents. That's where I thought I was going to go. I thought I was going to get the corporate job, work business. So I was going to school for business. And that's what I was doing, just moving along, going through the motions. Now, I still stayed in school because it felt like I still had to be there. But quickly, I learned that school wasn't really serving me the most. Things like marketing class, I really like. Things like entrepreneurship class, I really like. Things like sales class, I really excelled in. Um, but throughout that process, I was my first real college job was taking cold calls as a sales recruiter um, for my sister's company, and I was doing staffing coordinating. So that was the first time I was ever getting on the phone and cold calling people, and that was the most uncomfortable fucking experience in my life because. Up to that point, I was super, super shy. I didn't know how to communicate to people. I didn't know how to build relationships with people. I acted like an idiot and like with, with my friends in a small setting, but it came to like public setting and, and that thing, like I couldn't do it. 
Um, so for a couple of weeks, it was super uncomfortable cold calling and I learned how to communicate with other people. I started interviewing other people and then I started coaching even more. I started like helping more people out. I started creating more content. There's just so much to this fucking story. I'm like going all over the place. <laughs> but, but the after I started really picking up some momentum with my fitness journey and started seeing that I could help other people, um, I decided to commit to do summer shredding in 2018. It was the first ever in-person competition that Christian held. Um, Christian's always been a, a massive inspiration to me. I wouldn't be in this position if I didn't admire what he was doing and Alphalete um, in the first place. And so I was like, hey, you know, why not? Let me go do this thing. Um, and through that process, I learned so much about myself. I prepped myself successfully. There's a lot of things I would have changed, but I did it successfully. And I, I showed up, I brought a really good physique. I got third in my class. And then I saw everybody there just holding a camera. And I was like, you know, they're vlogging. Like, why can't I? And so I immediately came back. I bought my camera. I started doing YouTube. I fell in love with that even more. I had more opportunities to help more people. I was still coaching for free. And then I decided to sign up for a client for $50. And this just started this big run of momentum of like, okay, now I can actually charge for my services. Let me actually look to maybe charge a little bit more and take calls. And that's where I started putting myself into learning sales and learning how to communicate with people even more. Thank God for the job that I had. Um, but it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm really good at sales. I'm winning all my sales competitions that we're having in college right now because I'm, I own my own business. Like, I feel like I'm cruising through marketing and entrepreneurship class because I'm, I own my own business, but everything I was learning in college wasn't applicable because like nothing in college teaches you about owning an online business. So um, after that, after networking, after meeting people through YouTube, through summer shredding, that's where I really started finding myself. Um, I actually had an opportunity to go on this like date fit fitness cruise with a bunch of other fitness influencers. And I'm like, this is cool. I don't really feel like I have a seat at this table, but I want a giveaway. So I'm going to go. And I met people there and I felt like I had a seat at the table. I felt like these are just normal people. They're coaching full time. This is super inspiring. And that lit my that, that lit a fire under my ass even more so. A couple months after that, I was like, I'm dropping out. Um, I made the decision to drop out and went like all in on my coaching business. So the, from there, like the rest is absolute history. I was like, I'm going to place to better myself. I moved from Omaha to Houston, mainly because of like the opportunity that was there with Houston and Alfleet and everything. And um, the rest is really history from there. Dude, that story is incredible. And I think I want to circle back around too, because there's like so many dots, right. That you have to connect there where it's like, you know, being the leader on your, on your team, like, yeah, maybe sitting the bench, but it's like, that shows leadership. And then it's like every dot yeah. after that, like going to summer shredding, like leaving school, like getting on the date fit cruise, like they all like led you to where you currently sit right now, which is in like insane, you know, it's like so many events, like that just concur over time that end up coming full circle. Right. You just have to like sit back and think about it and be like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe all of those lined up. But at the same time, it's like, again, circling back around to like your baseball team and being the person who, you know, you were just like the leader. It's like, you always had good intention. And so those opportunities just like fall into your lap, you know, because you've always had a vision that aligns with supporting people and helping people. Um, and I thought what you said about like your baseball team, like starting off there, that just shows like such 
high quality leadership, you know, and I want to ask you this because I think like, obviously you're removing so much ego from just being like, you know what, I'm actually an asset to this team just in a different way than most people would maybe think. What did that transition in your headspace look like for you? Like, was it hard for you to come to that? Was it hard for you to have the humility and think that way? Or, you know, what was like really going through your head at first? Was it kind of like, I need to make this a positive situation? Cause I know a lot of people get stuck in situations like that and they'll just, you know, fall down the drain and let it go you know, somewhere negative. So what did that look like for you? I've actually never been asked that question or really thought or pondered on that much. Um, but I think at some point I really did develop like a real brotherhood with all my teammates. Um, even more backstory. There was a point in my senior year of college where I literally had um, an inappropriate photo of me, like get leaked out to just like, not all of my class, but like quite a bit of people um and like for the rest of senior year I put my head down I'm like this fucking sucks and sure my teammates gave me some shit for it but they still gave me the same kind of support the same kind of love they didn't see me as different and for me that meant so much and like I think baseball more than any other sport taught me like real brotherhood which is why I value it so much in my life right now but if I look back at that I was like I'd, I'd be willing to do anything for any of those teammates during that time and for me, I was so willing to just help people out. Like at baseball practice, I didn't take BP. I didn't take ground balls. That's the shit I wanted to do. I was fucking catching, like when they feel ground balls, they throw it to the third baseman, they throw it back to me, I throw it back to the coach, keep hitting. That's what I was fucking doing. And like for me, I actually had fun in that role um, because I felt like I was still an asset to the team. I felt like people really loved me on that team. I had a good relationship with my coach and it was just really fun. You know, yeah. so for me, it's like, how can I step up? How can I step in? I didn't really think about how can I step up? How can I step in? It was more so like, this is just me. You know, I'm a competitor. I love competing. I love winning. I love cheering on my teammates. I love building relationships and getting close with you guys. So for me, you know, baseball through my senior year was a really, really fun experience. And I can always look back on and appreciate it. And like, I haven't actually expressed these things up until this point now, um, now that I look back on it. So uh, yeah, that's really cool that you pointed that out. Yeah, of course, dude. I think it's like, you know, when we think about entrepreneurship or just like leading in general, a lot of it is about adaptability, like embodying, like, and embracing what it is that you're here to do. And I feel like just hearing that, I was like, wow, that's a really cool connect, you know? And I think it's one of those things you probably carried with you into leadership, which has made you so successful. It's crazy how we like look back at our story and our story becomes our greatest asset just because it becomes part of who we are, but we recognize what it leads to, you know, which is awesome. So yeah, dude. So talk to me a little bit about, so just for everyone here who's listening, I really want to jump into talking a little bit more about beyond built just because you truly have built something that is just like phenomenal like one of the biggest and just like i think tight close-knit communities i've seen in the coaching space and i've seen a lot of coaching businesses so talk to us a little bit about what your initial vision looked like when you or even if you had one i guess when you first started off with coaching and how it kind of transitioned over time yeah, I want to connect more dots from the story because I feel like I condensed it quite a bit and jumped all over the place. Um, after after summer shredding, going into date fit cruise and things, like I feel like I want to give away off that, but I also feel like I earned that giveaway because the person that gave me it, it was like, hey, you know, you weren't actually the first selection and I had you with the second, but I looked at your Instagram page and I was like, fuck yeah, this guy looks like a go-getter. Of course he's going to go. So I, I feel like I earned that opportunity. But throughout those experiences between meeting other coaches and other people that were trying to make a name and vlog and stuff um, at Alphalete, 
Houston during that time through being able to see the community and the culture that Alpley has built with Christian through being able to meet people and meet like full-time coaches on that cruise. That was everything for me. And I always look back and say, Hey, I will credit him. I will credit her. I will credit these people that I've met that gave more in myself that helped me see more in myself that I maybe have not seen before. So I feel like that's where it all kinds of kind of started for me. Um, you know, my coaching business, like I, I do a CM fitness at the time. So it was, it was just me. I think that before beyond built really started expanding. I went into January of 2020 with 17 clients on my roster. Um, and so that's actually where I met for <laughs> at that life at expo. And like, we were able to go back and forth on business and things. I'm like, I really want to go the business. I really want to expand. This is where I changed the name from tab organ fitness to beyond built. So I'm like, okay, this has to be bigger than me. I want to bring on more coaches. I want to scale more impact. I, I want to have more people on the team. I just don't know how the fuck to get there. Um, and so that's where he connected me with his mentor that he had previous at the time. So I did with him. And from there, like something really, really lit up in me um, because I'm like, okay, like it wasn't even the systems. It wasn't even the, the things that I was learning through working uh, with my previous mentor. That was the main thing for me. It was just like, you have to get up and go. Like you, you paid this X amount out of your bank account. You just moved to Houston. You haven't been doing anything since you moved to Houston realistically because you went through a breakup and then you just put yourself in a hell hole and you started going out to drinking a lot. And they're like, okay, now the new year's here. I need to really step the fuck up. So I put myself under the pressure. I also hired Hanman, which is my full-time videographer now. So Hanman costs, mentor costs. I'm like, here I am in fucking Houston, not in Omaha, Nebraska anymore, not in college. I got to find a way. And so it was always the people, it's, it's Hanman, it's, it's far, it's my mentor, my old mentor that have really made this possible and helped me see the vision because the vision wasn't, I knew it had to be bigger, but it was after actually hitting the smaller milestones and the bigger months. And I'm like, okay, wow, I can scale from like zero to hundred real quick. This is actually possible. I can wake up at six in the fucking morning and meditate now. This is sick. So like after achieving those little things and making those habit changes in my lifestyle, that's what actually allowed me to scale the vision bigger. Um, and I just felt like I had so much to pour into my clients. And by doing that, the community just evolved itself because I mean, you can think of it the same way I was with my baseball team. Like, I feel like I poured so much into my small group of clients. We had group calls of like four people. I never missed a group call. And those just expanded and expanded and expanded. And I created this community of just like raving fans over me and beyond Bill. And I'm like, okay, now I see what's possible. Now I see what's possible when you build community and make that the center of the focus, just like community and culture is the center of focus for Alphalete, just like community has brought me to the point where I am today through meeting other individuals and networking. I'm like, this community is what's going to expand. Community is what's going to carry this forward. So I always look back at those little pieces of my story that have really helped me evolve this vision to say, hey, if community is the driving force of everything, impact is going to scale. So- yeah. Dude, I think what's also really cool about that is that, you know, in integrated into your vision, you said other people are helping you see it. I think it's also cool because it's like other people are going to contribute to the building of it too. And I think that there's a lot of humility that's necessary to really grow, right? It's like when you first start up your business, there's 
that phase where you're like, okay, this is mine. Like, I think a lot of coaches definitely have that feeling of like, this is my business. Like I need to grow it. And even, you know, like I've brought in Caroline to help scale like ECA, like our FTF team. And I think, you know, same, same for you with bringing like Hanman to, to help with content and Far, who's your partner and, you know, the other coaches and things like that. So obviously for you, I mean, relationship building has been a huge aspect of you building up the vision and growing with the vision. So my question for you is like, obviously you've brought in these incredible, like you have wonderful people in your life, you know, and I know a lot of people are kind of lonely, like out in the coaching space too, where they talk about how they don't have those relationships. They don't have those people. Clearly you've been able to cultivate really dope, really awesome relationships. So kind of to pivot the conversation, I I wanted to talk about vision, but I think this is something that you'll speak to really well, um, is what were you not even looking for, but when you kind of cultivate relationships do you have like a value set that you live by operating principles is there something that you feel like as soon as you see someone or you start to get to talk to them you're like these are my people what does that look like for you that's a good question I thought you were going to go another route I'm like how do you find this community I'm like uh you know so for me I think it always comes back to like what I value with myself first um you know I don't I don't think I was able to you know, cultivate any of these relationships or even attract these people into my life if I wasn't like so set on really personal development on my own, um, development of my business and my vision and where I wanted to go on my own. Like the truth is I was trying to think outside the box with a lot of the things I was doing. Um, I literally have a note in my phone that I wrote in December of 2019 of commitments for 2020. That like I've been told this and I've seen that and I've seen that, but like fuck all that. I'm gonna do it this way because it's my way. And so like um that's always kind of the way I've really approached things. And I know, you know, looking back at that, I was I'm, I've always been very stubborn, so I'm much more open-minded to things now. Um, but throughout that process, I kind of built this value set of like obviously discipline. Um, I think was a big thing for me. I wouldn't be here without being able to consistently train discipline through bodybuilding, through training, through fitness. Um, but I've also learned a lot of lessons in relationships in the time that I was actually scaling my business and scaling beyond built, I was living with a roommate and like, I was the worst fucking roommate because I'm like, I'm growing my business. I'm doing this, but you're a, you're a bartender and you're sleeping till two o'clock PM. Like, I don't fucking get why you're doing it. I had zero empathy, zero compassion, zero understanding because I'm like, I'm doing this. You can do it too. Let me help you. So I used to think that I needed to fix people. I used to think that I needed like carry people along with me. And through learning those lessons the hard way, I think it's allowed me to evolve as a person and attract people into my life. So like, it's hard for me to kind of answer this question and talk about anything outside of me. Like I'm just talking about the growth within and all the lessons that I've had to learn myself. Um, and I truly believe that the people I meet and build relationships with, like I'm meant to be here with these people in these seasons of my life. There's people that I don't necessarily have in my life realistically anymore because they were there for a season, but they haven't evolved with me towards the next season that I'm embarking on. So I think the truth is like people that are meant to be in my life will be and people that aren't maybe will not. Um, but for me, it's always been people that I admired. It's always been people that I inspire to be like. There's always traits and personality traits of people that I very much admire, love being around. Um, you know, I always like people that are high energy. I'm a high energy person myself. I'm really not going to spend a lot of time with people that are not high energy. <laughs> like, so I think that's a big thing for me. But um, I think it's always a reflection of my involvement as a person is what allows me to meet the people that I have. So 
Yeah, I think like what's really cool about that, right, is it's like uh, being a good hang is what I say is like you have to be a good hang to cultivate relations with, with other people who are also a good hang. And I think it's yeah. so easier because um, literally was listening to like Layla Hermosi. I know that we, we both love the Hermosis here, but um, listening to them the other day and they were talking about how you're cultivating relationships with people who are vision focused and like future focused as well, because when you have and cultivate relationships like that, it's like you almost notice when people aren't and it's like, that's your lesson, you know, which it sounds like something for you. And it's like the people who are, you're like, okay, cool. Like now I see that there's a brighter future and a brighter side. And I think anyone listening can definitely, you know, if anyone's from a small town, like I know we both come from like more small town where it's like, there aren't a lot of people who have those big ambitions. And so it's like, run with that because cultivating the relationships is a huge part of building. And obviously it's brought you relationships that have helped you build out the vision, um, you know, with beyond built. And so something else I kind of want to talk about too, just within the relationship side of things, because I know a big part of the relationships that you guys have and the community that you have is that it's super freaking strong. And I know I got the opportunity to go to one of your retreats and just see like the safe space that you guys have cultivated. And I think that's something that's huge in relationships. So I kind of want to turn to that too, and talk a little bit more about how you guys, you know, through your own personal development work and what you've learned through relationships, how you've been able to build that community um, and what that looks like for you guys at Beyond Build. Yeah, that's a really good question. And even to piggyback a little bit off like my last answer and what you were just talking about there, I feel like, like, like you said about good hang, you kind of feel out the energy of someone like who doesn't really align with you pretty well. Uh, my thing is this, like from my personal lesson, the reason why I didn't have the best relationship with my past roommate is because I saw a lot of old things in me that I drifted away from. That was obviously a mirror of who I used to be, but I haven't fully forgiven that person to myself. So I've obviously painted it out on him. And so I think that's a big lesson of like empathy and compassion, but it's also like, if you feel like somebody is a little behind, like have empathy, have understanding for them rather than like close them off. I think that's a big lesson because sometimes I see that obviously in the clients that I work with and like, I'm not going to be an absolute dick to my clients because I used to be that person. I'm going to understand you because I used to be there. Right. So it's almost crazy to kind of think about like how the community has evolved and how Beyond Built has evolved because I see people that come in that are sometimes even like past version of myself and like grow into these people that like are absolutely amazing that I inspire to be like and aspire to be like now um, and truly step into their authentic selves. So I think that looking within Beyond Built and thinking about the relationships that we've been able to build here, I think the space that we've created is that realistically, there's so many people that are stepping into more and more of themselves and are, they have the safe space to share their lessons and what they're learning about themselves. And that's the community that we've cultivated. If we look, I'm going to have our group call here in an hour, but that's exactly what we talk about. Like we don't talk here like, oh, you guys haven't hit your macros for seven days. Great. Here's some solutions. Like that's what check-ins are for. So for us, we really embody the tagline of ours called more than just physical and the name beyond build itself. And that's always been a core value of ours. And so we understand that like the highest of values on this team is committing to a transformation that is more than just physical. So we will ask you the hard questions. We will ask you the difficult questions and we will create a, a judgment for 
free space for you to express these things. And through that raw, vulnerable expression from coach to client, that gives them the courage to now do it with other people in their lives, their family, their family members, other people in the group. They might see somebody like raw, vulnerably express like part of their story in the Facebook group or um, over a message or something or on a gold call and then reach out to them afterwards. I'm like, hey, I don't really speak up in the group much, but your story really resonated with me. That was incredible. And like through that little connection that I'm not even aware is going on, you know, like it just cultivates more and more of that to come through. And I understand it's very intimidating for a lot of people to see. Um, but the truth is like that intimidation factor is also part of your growth um, and not being super closed off to that, I think is a big thing. And that's just what we encourage with people. So it's not anything that we like come into the program and like, like we say in our welcome packet, expect to be vulnerable. Like, no, it, it just ends up happening because I think that when I look at myself, when I look at FAR, when I look at our coaches, we're so committed to our own development as people. And we're so committed to also sharing our lessons about what we're learning with the world because we just want to help. And so this comes back to the story. Like I just told a past story, but I'm writing my story each and every single day. Like I went through a lot of challenges this last year and I've learned so much about myself. And you bet your ass, the first people I share this with is my community. You know, so I'm like, hi guys, these are the things that I'm going through. I'm not perfect. I'm your coach. I'm your leader, but I'm just a friend and I'm just a human. This is me. This is what I'm going through. Can you relate? Yes, I do relate. Perfect. Let's have a conversation. Let's jump on the phone. Like let's, let's talk about these things. And that's why I feel like the people that I learn from the most are really my clients. And so that's the community that we've really built. Like, I, I don't look at it as any sort of hierarchy. I feel like I'm friends with so many of my clients and they feel the exact same way. So um, I feel like, you know, sometimes you get told against to be so available and so accessible, but for me, it's like access is everything. So um, I love being able to do that for our people. And I think that's what's cultivated the relationships within our community. Y'all can't see me, but I'm smiling really big. Dude, that makes me so happy that you said that because I had such a big realization myself and I chatted with a few of our girls about this on like our client side. And I was talking about the availability aspect of things, right? Is like, again, when that ego comes into play is like, I think in the coaching space, especially it's like, oh, have client boundaries, which are so important, of course. But I think your, your, your stature and how you hold yourself is what sets the boundary in and itself. Right. But I think a lot of people think that means making themselves completely unavailable to clients. There's like, Hey, I have a limited time, like pouring into your clients shows and cultivates that community. I think that's something that I've even learned from you guys is seeing like at the retreats and how much space you hold for people and how, you know, far is very much like always available, which I think is really cool. Um, and seeing that has been really inspirational, even for me on, on my end with our business, because I think, um, I know even from Jason, like that's something I've definitely learned, which is awesome. And he rocks. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, in think in, in terms of your guys's community, I mean, being at the retreat too, I definitely, got to see that firsthand, you know, and I think that was also something that was really cool. And I think it's cool that you have, again, the humility. I think that's just like the big, the big thing here. It's one of my values personally too. And I love it. I love talking about it, but seeing how much you have, I think it goes to show why you've been able to cultivate what you have. Um, I do have another question I want to ask you circling back to retreats though. How did you know that retreats were one of the things that you wanted to integrate when building out your community and your program? Um, so I think this was precisely in maybe, oh, wait, hold the phone, man. Um, when I competed in 2018 in summer shredding, I, damn, I literally forgot I fucking did this. Um, I remember myself saying that, like, I'm going to come back here. 
um, with clients and I want to coach, which the next year I did come back there with clients. Um, so then the, the year after that, um, in 2019, I coached three clients through a prep, um, which was really cool. It was a really cool experience. You know, those were people that were already lifestyle clients of mine that saw me do it and were like, Hey, I want to do this too. This is sick. I'm like, great, let's do it together. Uh, let's learn as we go. And they put their trust in me. I put my trust in myself and we just figured it the fuck out and we had success and like, it's great. I think that's a big caveat to this. And I think that coaches that are listening to think that they need to have all of these abilities. I'm like, confidence comes from intention, not abilities. And so like my intention has always been good. And so I'm always going to be confident in everything I fucking do. Um, will I be wrong in a lot of places? Yes, but I'll learn later in a minute. Um, but after that, I was like, okay, I can take three clients here. I got to meet some of my competitors' parents. That was fucking sick. Um, so like now I'm like, I want to come back here. I want to compete for my revenge in 2020, but I want to bring a fucking powerhouse of clients. I want to, I want to bring a community here and, uh, I feel like that would be absolutely amazing. So that was a goal of mine going into 2020. Little did I know that far and I got on a Zoom call. I think this was in June. He was like, yo, dude, we're going to have a retreat this year. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I like laughed him off. I laughed him off the Zoom call. Um, and then what do you know? I think this was later that month in June. One of our clients, she posted in the community. And like, hey, does anybody want to do a trip this summer? Does anybody want to meet up in LA and Malibu? Like, I'm going to get an Airbnb. Any of you guys want to stay together? And like this, this post just blew the fuck up. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. So I called for and I'm like, yo, dude, let's make this a thing. Let's get a big place in August. And like, let's make it happen. This was during my, my 2020 prep too. So we made that happen. And after that, like that, I always look back on that. And it's like, that's one of the moments that I'm most proud of, but it was one of the most special moments of my entire life um to look back on and it's cool because we just did our seventh event in vegas and we uh, took a photo with like um the og like people that were there in la that came to vegas and two of those people are now coaches with us which is fucking dope so um i never thought that retreats were gonna be a big thing i knew that i wanted to get people in person together and, and bring them to summer shredding which we ended up doing which was amazing um, but I never really thought that the retreats were going to be a thing until that, that post happened. So, um, very fortunate. It's crazy. I like tears in my eyes. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Right? Like the universe is like, yo, like you're going to have resistance. Like I'm going to slap you across the face and it's yeah. going to happen. Right. That's like what yeah. happened with you guys, which I think is cool. And it just speaks again to like you guys having the community aspect and your clients literally almost like doing the work and cultivating more of the community for you, which I think is super cool. The, uh, confidence comes from intention. Let that be a tagline, bro. Cause that was like one of the best. That was like the most fire line I've heard in a hot minute. I was like, that. Yeah, I got that from Ed Milet. I got that from Ed Milet at, at coaching. That's so good. <laughs> I was like, that is so good, but it's very true. And I think being, because you've had so much intention, it's poured into the vision and just, you know, grown over time. Right. That's one of the biggest things I think I've seen is just, we come into coaching and we're like, Oh, we like want to help people. But then it just like, we cultivate this massive vision over time. And it's like only telling like, what's going to be able to keep happening for you guys, you know, which I think is super cool. So one last, one last thing I have for you, Chad, unless you want to share anything else, but what is one piece of advice that you just have for a new coach stepping into the space or honestly, just for anyone, even someone who's out there on their fitness journey or a fitness enthusiast that's just looking to grow, master themselves, master life. Damn. That's a, that's a question and a half. I feel like there's I'm just going to go with whatever really comes and floats about my mind first here. 
Um, I think it's kind of what I was thinking about too, when you brought up the confidence from intention and not abilities. Again, I think the big thing is this, like there's so many people in this space, but don't fucking think that it's saturated because like we are still pioneers within this. I, I truly believe that. Um, and I, I think I can speak from personal experience here too. Um, what I've been challenged with this year um, personally is like I said, again, I've always been a competitive person by nature. Um, and where I feel like I really gained the most amount of momentum and really exploded the most was when I felt like this is my path. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. This is my intentions behind it. And like all the noise is going to be shut out because this is just what I want to do. Like, I don't need to be the smartest coach in the world. I don't need to have a PhD. I don't need to have that. But like, I just want to help people. I want to serve people. I want to help people develop themselves as humans. Like I want to develop their mindset. That's why like a lot of my podcasts is predominantly just mindset shit um, and personal lessons that I've learned. Like it, my podcast is literally my personal development journey from the time I started it out, which is fucking nuts. Um, but like, that's it. You know, that's it for me. You know, there's, I, I have the goal of like wanting to speak on stage one day about things that aren't even fitness related. So for me, it's, get clear really on what it is that you want, what it is that you value. If you're stuck in the position, like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I value yet. That's completely okay. Just continue putting in the reps, um, continue learning, continue having an open mind and continue just admiring people. I think the big thing for me is I got caught up in comparison. I got caught up in the competitive mindset again, and it really fucking held me back. And it really shelled me down because I got far, I got like not far, but further away from what my true vision was, from what Beyond Built was when it truly started. And like once I became aware of that, I'm like, oh, dude, you fucking jackass, let's get the fuck back up. And now I'm in the process of getting back up. So like I lost momentum, I fell down, and now I'm climbing myself back up right now. And um, and there will be those challenges. There are going to be those times. And I think that that's just a huge lesson in its own, seeing where Beyond Built at. Like I have my personal challenges as well with that. So just because you don't have a business like this big, I don't even think my business is fucking big. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it literally doesn't matter. This is, this is your game. This is your journey. This is your story. This comes back to exactly what we were talking about at the beginning. This is like your story is your asset. Continue writing it each and every single day. There's somebody that's literally writing pages of books about you every single day. What do you want that story to say when you're dead? Like, that's it. You know, and, and the truth is, I think there's so many amazing coaches. There's so many amazing people in this world doing things that they really love. And when I look at, I look at Christian the same way. I admired this man so fucking greatly, so greatly learned so many things from him, was able to kind of find my kind of purpose through admiring somebody like that, but not fully copying somebody like that. So I think the big thing is admire people. But if you get caught up in copying what everybody's doing, like ask yourself the honest question, is this, is this what you actually want? Is this what you're actually passionate about? And I can't describe the feeling to you, but you know that feeling. Like you, you feel what that feeling is when you're speaking about it, when you're doing it, when it's in action, when you are reading a client check-in, when you're creating content. Like if you feel like every day is a fucking drag and like you don't want to be doing this shit, then your heart's probably not in it. You know, you're just thinking that you want to do it because these people have that and these people have this and you think you want it too. Like, I think that's the big thing. So I don't know how to encapsulate everything I said, but that's what I feel like I wanted to speak from, from my heart. Dude, I think that's incredible. And I think that when it flows from the heart, it's always 10 times better anyway. So heck yeah, dude, this is such a good episode. I appreciate you, Chad, for coming on. Tell the people, uh, tell I them you. you because everyone needs to go and follow you. So let them know where they can find you. 
I appreciate you following me on TikTok. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that one up first because why not? Um, <laughs> I don't even know what my TikTok name is. Well, hold on, let me pull this up. Is it Chad Rakan? Is it my middle name? Um, yeah, it is. It's Chad Rakan. So R E C O N. That's my TikTok. Um, you know, you can find my Instagram from there. Chad Morgan Fit Beyond Built accounts, Beyond Built Training. My YouTube Chad Morgan. The podcast is Beyond Built. I like making content. I like doing a lot of it. So you'll find me in whatever it is, just having fun with it. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah, guys, go check out Chad's pages for the premise of he's an awesome human, but like his content is probably some of the most fire content out there and it's great to look at. So hell yeah. Thanks for coming on, Chad. I love you. I appreciate you and uh, catch you guys in the next episode. Appreciate you.